Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Please, Zero, come back! You see the tentacles of a death kiss wrapped around the neck of Charlie Bates, who's laying prone on the ground. Who's Mercedes? Who, who, who is that? Whose name is this right here? She was my fiance. Frailty. Thy name is Mercedes. This thing is not who my bride-to-be was. Very nice, yes. I am a vampire. You came here to save Edmund, and he was already gone, so you got butthurt, turned into a vampire, and now you're just hanging out? That seems so weird. And she gestures towards the, the globe on one end of the dais of the throne. Then I bring him out to play? You're talking about the Count? Yeah, one of their weaknesses, uh, if you take a stake to their heart, you know that they are hypersensitive to sunlight. You remember um, that they are harmed by running water. And she reappears behind you, Awen. No! And she's going to bite. Mercedes has just poofed back into existence behind you. She did a little misty step and craning your neck back, she has bitten down. Uh, So you are going to take some piercing damage before we commence with this. So let me roll for that. (laughs) You're going to take five piercing damage for that. (sighs) leaning back but with uh one hand still like lightly resting on your neck she's like "Ah, with the shield down it's tastes even more of your magic i haven't had high elf in so long thank you okay so you guys roll for initiative uh so now we are in it um and so to remind you oh we did yeah And the way Mercedes rolled for that, she went first. And so that's going to be her first action anyways. But the order we'll go in will be, and I'll remind you this, but will be Mercedes, followed by Bertram, then Edmund, Crusoe, Awen, and Penny. I am not going to have Valentine in this fight. 
uh, because behind the scenes, me as the DM, uh, <laughs> I think controlling three NPCs will be enough for me. Uh, but also, story-wise, she's going to be in the corner trying to uh, just stabilize, further stabilize Charlie Bates and, and get him back. Yeah. Damn. You guys, we rolled yeah. terribly. Where, where does uh, she go? Oh, wait, she is Mercedes. Oh, I'm first? Yeah, so you're first. So, Bertrand, <laughs> you just saw your, your buddy get bitten, and he has the vampire known as Mercedes immediately behind him. What do you do? How close am I to the orb or, or whatever is holding the count? You're within a full movement of it. You're, you're about 20 feet from it. Okay, what I want to do, because I think Bertram would be scared and literally looking out for his own neck after what he just saw, I'm going to have him cast Mirror Image on himself. So mm-hmm. with this bell, three uh, duplicates of myself will appear in the space. And until the spell ends, which is one minute, uh, the duplicates are going to move with me and basically do the, everything that I do. So the idea is that there's like three of me doing all of the exact same stuff and, they, and she doesn't know which one is the real me. Um, oh God, It'd be man, funny if she drank robot this. blood because then bite an air. <laughs> some oil. Get some oil in there. Um, oil. Each time a creature targets you with an attack, uh, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of the duplicates. If you have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. Oh, so I'm the one rolling that. So yeah. I'm rolling it, and if it's above a six, it'll hit one of the other duplicates. Once there's two left, and I have to roll... And they poof out of existence. Yeah, and then when there's two of me left, I have to roll an eight or higher, and then it'll be just... With one duplicate, you must roll 11 or higher. Wait, so there's four of me? Yeah. There's three. Oh, there's three duplicates. I don't know oh, how to so handle four this. Of us. Four Bertrams, man. There's I... four Bertrams, yeah. So much sass. I don't even know. Penny so much just immediately sass. has a headache. So much <laughs> elegance. <laughs> a duplicate can be destroyed only by an attack that hits it. So if you just barely nick it, it disappears. Uh, this, this, is giving me, this is giving me serious, like, Naruto vibes. Just like. If you've ever seen that anime, that's I've one seen of the run. Attacks. That's about it. I'm familiar with the run. <laughs> it's the run at the UFO site. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have all four. I'm going to have, if you'll allow this, all four of me now are in a space, mm-hmm. and all of them are going to converge on the orb and grab it, and then kind of scatter around there. So it looks like all four of us are holding the orb in our hand. Okay. With your movement, you can run, grab, and then move 10 feet. So it's like 20 feet from you, because your movement is 30 feet. <laughs> so it's just the expressions are really good. <laughs> the look of befuddlement. <laughs> I know. I'm wondering if I should just circle myself around Penelope, so that way Penelope is just surrounded by the four Bertrams. <laughs> Thrilled. No, I want to I want to stay is yeah, I think I would just kind of scatter then. I would just space out as much as I can in like opposite directions. So that way we're we're spaced apart and she'll have to go one at a time to figure out which one is which. 
So once we all have the, we converge on the orb, and then we would just scatter equally, like making a square just around the space, maybe around the fight or around her, whatever you think. But yeah, we're just equal distance running away from each other. Okay, yeah, you're, you're kind of in a, a half circle uh, at this point. And just as a reminder, you know, the room you're in, that's kind of a semi-throne room, at the base of the steps leading up to a single throne, there were two pedestals, and on one of the pedestals there was a, a globe on it that was kind of smoky on the inside, and you found out from Mercedes that the former owner, the former count of this prison, is trapped inside of it. Do I see, when I look, kind of real quick on my turn still, if you allow it, can I look at the orb? Can I see the count? Is he like a, like a gerbil in a, in a ball, you know? Or can I see him in there? Or is it like just mist and... It's just mist, yeah. You can't, you don't see a little face like tapping okay. on or anything okay. like that. It's just, yeah, swirling mist. Like his essence is in there or something. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> All right, I'll end my turn there. All right, Edmund is going to uh, try and really level his crossbow at her head and it's going to be very difficult but yeah he he's feeling so he, he's gonna make eye a contact with you lover. first awen he's like i need you to stay very still my eyes get so big okay um and he's going to try and uh basically get her where she is. So, you know, you are, you are trying to like strain away from her and, you know, get, get out of the way as much as possible. But yes, he's going to make a hit here. All right. And it swings wide. So it didn't fail in a way that it would hurt you, um, but you just, you feel it just like rush past you and just like clank against the, the far back wall um, and then rattle on the stone. I give him the dirtiest side eye. Yeah, it's very William, very <laughs> William Tell of him. That was that was scary. I know. Um, and so he's going to uh, move towards you, though. So he's going to um, make his full movement so that he is within five feet of you. Okay. Crusoe is going to go next, um, and so he's going to try and swing wide, like kind of do a an, an arc, like a half circle, so that he is coming up. A little bit behind you, Awen, um, and he is going to do an Eldritch Blast at her. Okay. Again, and once again, terrified. <laughs> what the hell, guys? <laughs> is she just like? Is she just like 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 strong arming me? Like I'm just up and she's just up in my neck, up in my business. I would say it's it's not like a, a vice like hold. It's actually very gentle, almost okay. like Sensual. that of a lover. Yes, um, oh, but oh, yeah, oh. she's just immediately behind you, and you can even tell. I'm not even gonna have you make a check for this, but it's it, there's a very confident aura about her. Like she is, it's like a, a cat. She's got, she's got the BDE. She's got mm-hmm. that BDE. Okay. Uh, so Crusoe's Eldritch Blast just like, like just goes straight past once again. So you can see they're trying to be as careful as possible, um, but hoping to knock her off you. Awen, okay. you just had a, a, <laughs> a crossbolt <laughs> fired at you and then a spell just passed you, both missing and you can thank your lucky stars. Um, you've been bitten. You still have her hand around your neck. What are you going to do? 
Awen Awen looks up, I guess, uh, to the side and and sees sees Mercedes, and he whispers to himself, "What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside you. This is for you, Archdruid Waldo." And uh, he reaches back and grabs Mercedes by the by the neck, pulls her down, and uh, and kisses her like big on the mouth um, and uh, t- twinkles his hand on the side of her ear um, and is casting charm person. Oh, dang. I thought I you were just going for, for a new this. kink. I was like, wait, what are you <laughs> doing do with this. your fingers? <laughs> She's into Tough. ASMR. Just watches Tough. your fingers. It's <laughs> the fluttering of the fingers. Let me lick your ear, girl. <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, okay. So I I attempt to charm the humanoid, and uh, they must make a wisdom saving throw. It, uh, let's see, and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. I don't know what that means. Uh, if it fails, it's charmed oh, by she's, me. Because she's already um, antagonistic to you, so it's harder to. Okay, cool. So she needs to make a wisdom save, and it's uh, with advantage, and it's a DC DC twelve, I believe. And charmed just means, just a heads up, charmed just means they can't attack me or target me with harmful abilities or magic effects, and I have advantage on any, like, social interactions with them. Okay, cool. All right, so I got a five for my first one. Okay. And a 12 for my second one. So Ty goes a runner. So she is not charmed. Okay, cool. But she got a big old smooch from A1. Yeah, how she feel about that? We all know what she feels. How does Mercedes? Oh no! How's, how does uh? Yeah, how's how does Edmund, Edmund respond to that? this? Hey, he shouldn't have shot me. Shot at me. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes totally leans into it, and uh, it, as she breaks it, she's nice try, my friends, but that is my own trick. And then she side eyes Edmund, and with a sly grin on her face, as in, like, did you see that? Um. But yeah, she is nonplussed. But hey, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe in the back of her mind, she's like, out of all the kisses, that was, that was a solid 10. <laughs> <laughs> Did not yes. see that coming. All right. So Penny, you just saw your, your bud Awen smackaroo a big one on this vampire um, and then wiggle his fingers, but nothing seemed to happen. What do you do? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think Penny looks at Bertram and I'm like, oh, you give me shit for flirting? And then points. Yeah, everyone is horned up on this trip. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone needs to keep it in their pants on this trip. It's very on brand. It's very on brand for where the the boss battle is a vampire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, and you're in a dungeon too. So many, so many possibilities here. Now Penny just side eyes Bertram and says, "Some of us are wearing pants; other of us have them screwed on." So, um, <laughs> okay. Um, Penny feels like, per usual, like she can't just fight a thing because she has no magic, and everything we fight is magic. So she starts rummaging in her bag, finds the drift globe, and just in a panic, just like chucks it at Mercedes, and. Okay. Just she doesn't remember what that thing does, and so my dexterity. Oh my god! All right. Well, you know, 
Yeah, I rolled a nine. Okay. <laughs> so I, I would say with that roll, it's going to land on the grounds within five feet of her. Cool. Okay. Um, and as soon as it like kind of hits the ground and it's all right, hits the ground and starts to kind of bounce and roll. Um, yeah, just to remind you what a drift globe is, it's it's a small sphere of thick glass. It's about like a pound in weight. I was thinking of the Pippin grabs in Return of the King. Yeah. Um, and when it hits the ground um, and rolls towards her, it comes to like a, a stop about five feet away from um, Awen and Mercedes. And I think even Edmund would be right there. It kind of pauses and then light explodes from it. And you are not affected by it, Awen. It's, you know, it's just, you know, just a blinding light. Um, and you kind of maybe shield your eyes from it. But you hear this hiss and a cry and her, her hand immediately leaves your neck um, because this isn't just any light. This is a globe that releases daylight. That would... I knew that's Dang. what it was going to do, and I'm confident in how it turned out. Okay, uh, since you were the one who did that, let's do a, can you roll a d6 for me? And we're going to do some burning damage on, on our little lady here. There's nothing I like more than burning. I got a five. Okay, so she's going to take uh, just five damage, and so you guys, those of you who would be near her, so Awind, you would notice just her skin starts to smoke but it's not completely destroying her even though she's just in this light um but what i can tell you as your dm is that she is weakened great thing does weakened means does, does weakened mean something when you're dealing with a creature like a vampire it's going to lower their resistances and it's going to make them they're not going to be they're going to be easier to kill let's just say that well mm-hmm. penny lets out a whoop and says that's what I hoped would happen. Of all the things, I did not expect you to do that. And I'm glad because I had to look it up. I'm like, what was the? Because that's all the way back from our Frankenstein adventure. So I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, it cast daylight. Interesting. Oh, this worked okay. out great. This worked out real great. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. And so, yes, as her, her clutching at her face and her resounding howls echo around the hall, um, you also hear just the distant crashes and booms of chaos happening from the area you just escaped. So Mercedes is going to f- flee this immediate area of the vicinity. So she's going to draw back um, very quickly and she is going to, you're near, a, you're, you're within 10 feet of a wall. So she's going to dash to the wall and then crawl up. And so she's going to be on the ceiling. The vampires have something called spider climb. Um, and so they can use climbing, including not just on walls, but on the ceiling as well as part of the regular movement. And so she's going to crawl up the wall just to, to the, the juncture of the ceiling and the wall. Oh, wait, I have a cunning action. So I have a bonus action. Ooh. Am I able to f- chase her, scooping up the drift globe in process and keeping it following her? You're just running after her, tough. holding yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> just chasing her away. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Like right. a toddler holding up like a bug in their sibling's yeah. face. My poop. Them. My poop. <laughs> That's Pe- Penny. Just scoops it up and keeps chasing because Penny's a good climber, so Penny can climb as well. Okay. Yeah. 
I'll do that. Now that's going to be her whole action because she's fleeing and she's kind of surprised by this. Um, so she has gone up, uh, yeah, up the wall. Bertram, Bertram, you, Bertram plus three, you have this globe in your hand, this orb. What would you like to do? Wait, Bertram has it? Mm-hmm. I have, you have. An, you wait, have you the have sun globe, the drift globe. Um, I have Bertram the orb that has the, the, that has the count like entombed in it that she keeps that she keeps the count in. I took there that thing. Go. There mm-hmm. we go. Thank There's you. There's so two much. orbs now. I know. Ooh, someone's better juggle. I think I would I would pocket I'd pocket the globe for now with the count in it. Cuz it's certainly now that she's climbing the walls, I'm not going to try and chuck it at her or something like that. It, looking around the room, do I see any is there, is there any source of water anywhere? Is there any kind of like dank puddles that water might be dripping in or leaking somewhere? I would say on the far wall. So about 40 feet away from you, uh, you see some just an area where part of the ceiling has been exposed and it's dripping down. Has it collected on the ground? A very small puddle has, yes. Remind me, can shape water, it can't occupy the space that someone's in, so can I not fashion it into a weapon to stab someone with? Are you talking about like... Okay, here's what I want to do. The wiki says yes, but only as, it can only be as good as your DM believes it to be for like an <laughs> improvised weapon. So whatever. Yeah, the, my idea is that maybe making some kind of like spear or sh- or long kind of spear that I can shoot up there and maybe stab and, and it through her into the wall, like stick her to the wall. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with that. I like that idea. Okay, so yeah, I would I would pull out then because I haven't I keep forgetting to mention this, but as a sorcerer, I have a focus that I use for spellcasting. So I pull out this golden feather that I have, it's like a quill with a golden feather on it, and I hold it out in front of me, and that's kind of what I use to channel my magic. And yeah, I would gather the water, like I would lift the puddle of water off the ground and fashion it into a long, almost like a long spear, or as long as you'll allow it, maybe, maybe a foot long or two feet long, depending on how much water is gathered there. And then I want to just rocket it and try and stab right through her into the wall to kind of stop her movement from running away. Yeah, that's going to require you to have concentration if you want it to stick into its form as a spear of water. So we'll have to follow those guidelines for you to concentrate. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's make a... Do you need to make an attack roll for this, or is it instantaneous? It's, yeah, yeah, you, you tell me, Kate, because it sounds like I can just do it. It doesn't mention do it. rolling. It doesn't, it doesn't mention rolling. I'm going to have you make an attack de- roll to see if it goes through and pierces the flesh. Cool. So dex, dexterity? Um, no, actually, whatever you use to cast spells. So I think it's a sorcerer. It might be, is it wisdom or intelligence? Aaron, you can. Oh, shoot. You're, you're, my, you're my data boy. Why do I not have this? Of what I cast from. I think I cast from charisma. Yeah, I'm pretty from sure charisma. I cast from charisma. Okay. okay so so I, I'm just rolling a d20 rolling and doing d20 my, and my charisma, charisma modifier. modifier. Oh, that's mm-hmm. actually really good. Okay, so let's see how I do. A natural 20. Oh, boy. Oh. 
Yeah, I could say that, you know, this it's cold enough in the room, too, so that helps to add a little bit of a solidification. And so this foot-long spear of water rises from the puddle um, and darts directly at her and punctures her right, I would say just right in the shoulder and pins her to the wall. And she will take a little bit of damage for this. So since this is sort of like, I'm, I'm trying to like an improvised weapon of sorts because his real purpose is just in holding her in place so she'll take three damage i'm just now noticing that the thing says that she's harmed by running water and not frozen water so am i not noticing anything am i not noticing any kind of like extra damage it just looks like any other kind of weapon yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's pinned in place here. She's not taking any extra damage from this water. Um, although I could totally just think of using the English language saying, well, the water ran at her. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something she already that is weakened by this, this sunlight. So, yeah. I, I think Bertram remembers that it's supposed to be running water when he, when he notices that, that the effect isn't as drastic as he thought it would be. And so he'll just remember that for uh, next time. Mm-hmm. So seeing her pinned in place, Edmund is, you know, loading in another crossbow, another arrow into his crossbow. Um, but as he raises it, you know, looking up at her, he says to Mercedes, I cannot allow myself to believe that this is who you are. Please. If the real Mercedes that I loved is in there, you have to make it out. You have to fight. But she merely just sneers at him and no kind of softening of her features, no recognition of any memory comes to her. And so he, sighing, takes aim and he is going to, once again, try. And he's going to have advantage now that she's pinned in place. So it's not like she's going to be able to block or to dodge. Okay, so that will hit. Okay, and so he's going to hit her for seven piercing. Um, and typically vampires will have resistance to piercing and bludgeoning damage, but because she is in the sphere of light, because she's in sunlight, that resistance is nullified. So she will take the full damage of that. And so it's going to hit her um, in the opposite shoulder and so now she's kind of like pinned in place by these two against the wall that was an arrow yeah Mm -hmm. does penelope feel bad for it like she does all creatures that we attack (laughs) no she just it sounds like when you like stick a butterfly into like a wall you know it's just like "Mm." totally gross Mm -hmm. uh so i'm gonna have a crusoe level another eldritch blast at her this time he's going to do once again with advantage. Glad he's doing with advantage. Ooh, that was a... That was a okay. Well, he's going to miss. Uh, I'm going to say, narratively, he is still kind of beaten up. He isn't at full health. So he is kind of wincing a little bit, grabbing at his side, and it goes wide on the wall and kind of just hits against the place uh, kind of like within a foot of her head. Awen, you are now free from her grasp. You see her pins now on high up on the wall ahead of you. What would you like to do? Feeling some 
feeling a little bit, uh, I guess, disheartened by my lack of ability to charm this vampire, and You're a little not bit not as of, charming as you thought. <clears throat> yeah, a little, and, and also this like calling out to my like arch arch druid. I really wanted that to be like a special moment, um, and also that this I, there was nothing sexual about the kiss. It was just a um, mm-hmm. distraction. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a like a charm. It was just a charm thing, and so he's uh, what what inside is this maybe feeling of shame for failure um, turns into an external uh, an external anger rage feeling, and he spins around and throws his hand like a like a ball like he's gonna throw a baseball right towards her and he casts ice knife out of his hand uh lets loose uh an icy knife that uh flips end over end right towards her face Ooh, in the face Um, in the face all right so that is um is she is there someone else up there with her nope okay Mm -mm. Great. So that's 11 to hit. Did you do it with advantage? No. Okay. So you want to do this with advantage since she is pinned in place. Okay, great. Yeah, that's 13 to hit. That does not hit. Okay. So we can even say narratively, too, just in your rage, you you overswing it and it just hits just above her head. Yep. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to do for your turn? I guess, like, in the room... um, it's just us fighting her up against the wall, right? There's there's not much else going on in the room. Is that I'd like to I'd like to like look around, I guess, and and see if there's anything else going on besides this fight. Is that it? Yeah. Kind of Why don't you do a perception check for me? Okay. That's a as a nat one, natural one. It's a nat one. Doing so well with these rolls tonight. Oh, no. The shame spirals. The shame spirals. The shame. The shame spiral is so tr- it's so real. It is. Yeah, you are. You keep trying to look around, but your your thoughts keep turning inward, and all you can hear is just like echoes of yourself calling upon your arch arch druid Waldo, and then just this nothing. And so, just a, just this loathing is starting to overtake your mind. Penny, you you see two attacks in a row that do not hit, but this vampire is still pinned to the wall you're holding this drift globe aloft in one hand um aiming it at her what would you like to do um all right so real quick he did perception check i missed what he saw what did he see in the room i'm so sorry he saw his own failure oh got it (laughs) it's like a my reflections in mulan moment um i um I also, first of all, can I roll a perception check in the room? Because I need yeah. to see something that isn't just failure. Ugh, but I rolled an eight, so I also just see failure. Yeah, you, you look at Awen and you also see failure. No. Uh. <laughs> you guys see each other's Damn. sad eyes locking across the battlefield. <laughs> like, oh. No, but you do, you do look at, at your friend Awen and, and you see just his shoulders are kind of like just very stiff and but... Like up up closer, like you know how when people just like are are balls of of stress or anxiety, and so they tighten and their their shoulders are up near their ears. Mm-hmm. You, so you just notice he's off. Something's off about him. Got it. Am I able to perceive? Is there anything wooden in the room? Yeah, yeah. You don't. Uh, so earlier when you when you came in, you noticed at the far end there was like a banquet table that banquet was table. it was very 
decrepit looking and kind of overturned, but it is made of wood. All right, great. Um, so how far and how, so sorry, I hate the positioning stuff. I just want to know how far am I from Awen? From Awen, because you've moved and followed her, you're, you're within six feet of him. Great. All right. So I'm holding the drift globe towards her. Before I make my move, I go over and like without looking, just try to like pat him on the shoulders. I'm like, doing great. Love all the creativity in the room. I love that we're using water in like cool ways, but maybe we should use wood since wood historically is what will kill a vampire. So can some, can somebody go deal with the banquet table and make some maybe, um, uh, what are they called? Steaks. Steaks. Would love to get some steaks. Would love to get some steaks to keep battling. I'm trying to hold her here between me and the spears. Would love some steaks. And then what am I going to do? I just wanted to. I don't want, understand why everyone's using water. I want this vampire dead. Um, but I can, I'm just like patting Awen while holding the drift globe, patting him awkwardly. And then, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure is making him feel better. So I'm so sorry. Penny's not good at these things. Neither is Kimmy. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out what I can do while still holding this drift globe at her. I mean, is it still just, can I just get closer to her and keep burning her? <laughs> you can, yeah. I guess I'm just like, this is working. I should keep doing it. That's my logic. Okay, so you're going to come at her with the, with the sunlight? Yeah, I'm going to come at her with it. So if you're going to come at her, then she's going to, once again, start her, her next round in it. And so she's going to take 20 radiant damage now from this sunlight. Wow. I just was so useless in Moby Dick. I'm thrilled right now. I was (laughs) below deck when everything happened. (laughs) I didn't even see it. So this is great. This is my chance. (laughs) All right. So. She, Mercedes, you know, pins as she is. She lets out this guttural growl. Um, and you see just she's looking really bad. Uh, but she all of a sudden breathes really fast, focuses her eyes um, just on a far point along the, the opposite wall. And then you see this poof. She goes into a cloud of mist. And her corporeal form as this beautiful Yuan-Ti pure blood instead now is just this kind of just cloud and it's floating in the air and it moves to the opposite wall outside of the beam of light. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears! Hey, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I am here at this partway little break here uh, to invite you into something, and that is to invite you to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. So you can email us at omamamshow at gmail.com, or you can reach out through Twitter, at omamamshow is our handle, and we would just love to hear from you. Tell us what you're thinking of the... Tell us what you're thinking of the adventure so far. Tell us if you're seeing any thirst traps, if you're seeing any interesting relationships uh, embarking on here, um, or even to give us suggestions for future adventures. If there's something that you even have as a suggestion for me as a dungeon master, I would love to hear it from you. I would always love to hear some of your 
ideas and tips and tricks as I myself am improving even in this field. Secondly, I would like to invite you to leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. By doing so, you are helping us out greatly, and it only takes a few seconds to do so. By clicking how many stars you like, leaving a few sentences, it actually pushes us forward and out to more and more potential listeners who could join you in listening to this adventure as it unfolds. But as a little bit of an incentive, we will be reading your reviews at this halfway point in upcoming episodes. You'll have a chance to hear your own words coming out of my mouth, as it were. And so we would love to give you a shout out as well as a piece of thanks for giving us a review and a rating. So keep your ears peeled for that. Okay, so that's enough of me. Let's get back to the show. So has she rematerialized? No, she has not. Oh, she's just she's mid middle of floating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so hovering in the air, um, on the opposite wall, it's just going to stay there at this point. Um. So Bertram, you just you saw she was there for a second. She was pinned to the wall with with your water spear and the crossbow bolts, and then now poof, she's this misty cloud. That has now moved to the opposite side of the road. What? Does anyone have wind power? Like, what do you do with mist? <laughs> Penny can say that. That is how she'd feel. <laughs> Penny's inner thoughts. <laughs> Usually her inner thoughts are her outer thoughts. That's the problem with Penny. Yeah, I think there's nothing, there's nothing to attack right now or nothing that Bertram feels confident in attacking i think he's definitely readying attack readying in attack i think he's going to ready a firebolt wherever she appears so i think i'm kind of just like again following kind of tracing her movement of that cloud with my quill focus so that way when she when she ever whenever she rematerializes firebolts coming at her head but as i'm kind of waiting for that to happen i also want to because I'm, I'm envisioning this as like, as like a quiet moment where like we're a lot of chaos is happening. And now there's this kind of like missed moment where we're all kind of like holding our breath, waiting for her to rematerialize or kind of clenching of when, what's going to happen next. And so I would I would kind of yell across the battlefield at. At Edmund. Edmund, what what do you want to do? Are, are, are we really going to kill her after everything that she meant to you? I mean, I know that this may not be the woman that you fell in love with, but do you not think there's any chance of saving her? I do not see at this point that she is, that she is the same woman that I loved. We must keep fighting right now. We must wear her down. Perhaps we can break this shell and find the true person underneath. So I not, must keep so fighting. Not- so not Penelope's plan of a stake to the heart, because I don't think that would be, I think that would be all she wrote then for, for, for her. Should, should we just try and greatly wound her, but not aim to kill her? If she is truly a vampire as we see, she is already dead. All right. 
I just wanted to make sure because I feel like we're just attacking that we had this this image built up in our minds of who this woman was, and obviously, I mean, so did so did Edmund, and this isn't her. And I want to try and have some kind of redemptive moment for her, but that may not be in the cards. So I turn away and look back towards the mist cloud and keep having my quill uh, aimed at it. So Edmund is going to advance toward this this mist. And as soon as he takes a few steps, uh, her she's readied in action. And so he has separated from the pack and she's going to just this mist is going to spear down um, in front of him and she will take her normal form um, so her humanoid form I guess I'll call it her vampire form um, and she will be just about five feet in front of him and she's going to herself take a take a note out of Awen's book and she's going to also cast charm person at Edmund and so you know oh, no. kind of gesturing toward him in a, in a beckoning manner my love, join me. This is what you were always meant to be. Um, and so I'm going to have him try and resist the charm. Do we have disadvantage because they banged? <laughs> <laughs> they were not married, Aaron. At that point, that would have been they really dishonorable. He was yeah, the Puritans weren't around himself. then, right? <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> also, that's not a Puritan thing. The society debates thing. could be made. <laughs> the society. Someone has not but... watched Bridgerton. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you see his his arm kind of uh, lower down, um, kind of like relax, and his arms go limp. Um, no. And he he takes a few steps toward her. Uh, and reaching oh, no. in, she's going to, because she's very, very badly injured, she's going to bite down and suck on his blood because she needs to heal. Okay, so he's going to take six piercing damage. She's going to heal for six damage. Mmm. This cool. sucks. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> right, now. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose, oh, I promise. God. Gotta have you with the dad jokes in here. All right, so you you read it in action though, Bertram. Yes. So let's get going with it. Okay, so I'm gonna th- uh, roll a ranged attack, which is great because my dexterity modifier is zero. Oh, okay, that was a natural one. So that misses. Um, so it says uh. On a hit, okay, which obviously I didn't do. Okay, so that's it. So yeah, I whiffed. What happens on that? Uh... <laughs> yeah, you you did. You whiffed, and and can you you want to fill me in because you are you are Bertram right now. So tell me kind of why he would whiff here. Let's give it a little bit of a narrative flair to it. Take ownership of this whiff. Yeah, I think for this one, since my illusions are so spaced out. Maybe one happens to be like over there in that area. And it was one of those things where you, in your own head, you're like, don't hit my, don't hit yourself. Don't hit yourself. Don't hit yourself. Like, don't hit this one thing. And that's exactly what I went for. So I guess you can say that like one of my, I, I hit one of my own illusions and that thing is instantly gone. So now okay. I'm down to, to two. Okay. I think that, that seems, that a, seems, that seems kind of fair. What I haven't done, guys, it's been so long that I forgot 
my wild magic surge. <gasps> I got three wild magic surges. I got to roll here. Oh, Ooh, yes, okay. you do. Let's pause boy. and see. I forgot. That's why I was like, why don't I always cast magic? It's like, oh, yeah, because something bad could happen to me. Okay, okay that was a six. That was good. That was a 13. That's good. And that was a 16. Okay, and all you have to do is just not roll a not one. Not get a one, yeah. Okay. That's it? Yeah. For Wild Magic Surge, you just roll a one and then you roll on the thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you, after casting a spell, must roll a d20. If it's a one, must roll a d100 on the Wild Magic Surge. So basically, it's like you've whiffed, and now something's gonna, uh, something's gonna happen from that. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm glad that, I, I guess I'm glad that my... <laughs> My one was on the attack and not on uh, something happening to myself. Unless it was that I grew three inches, in which case, then it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Every time. Every time. So Crusoe sees uh, Edmund's seemingly just kind of go, go limp a little um, that he's been charmed. And so he's going to shout at him, Buddy, Ed, come on, man, snap out of it. What the fuck are you doing? This, this broad, this, this isn't the one that you love. Come on, man. And I'm going to try and have him do a persuasion uh, check on him just to see, like, if he can reach him in any way. Is he, like, right by him? He, he's within 20 feet of him. Yeah. So he's within range for just a... This is Crusoe saying this? Yeah. This Crusoe, Crusoe who's, who's known Edmund for, like, three minutes? He's known all of you for that, but he's got a big heart, you guys. Oh, okay. Penny's noticed. <laughs> uh, but he utterly Keep it in your pants, And probably Penelope. because of the fact he doesn't heart. really... <laughs> Keep it in my heart. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, please continue. No, he rolled a five on that, so that is, that is not going to... Which makes sense. He doesn't... Yeah, they don't know each other, and so there's, there's none of that connection at all. And so seeing just Edmund <laughs> his, his whole argument him. seemed to be whittled down to, come on, man, bros before hoes. That's, <laughs> kind of, that's all of his argument was. Hey, that, that totally fits my boy Crusoe. Yeah, so, that fits the dude bro kind of version the bro. of yeah. Which is why A1 <laughs> knows that not to, not to like this guy. That's right, shady AF. You guys hate on Crusoe so cool. No, it's just A1. It's just A1 because Crusoe had a, got on the wrong foot with A1. That's right. On the wrong Spit hand. in his face. <laughs> okay, uh, so he's going to, um, not really knowing any any better, but not liking how this is going, he's going to actually move himself and place himself kind of directly in the path um, of any fire that could hit Valentine or Charlie Bates. So he's going to um, kind of swivel over in a protective stance. And so just in case anything goes awry and now you have to fight two instead of one or anything, he doesn't know what's going to come next, and so he's going to maneuver himself um, in a protective stance. Awen, you're up. In all of the ruckus, has anything fallen over? Are there any exposed... Is there anything that's, like, broken or anything like that around uh, in, in any kind of vicinity towards Mercedes? Yes. So one of the first uh, crossbolts that was fired by Edmund that flew past your head um, did clang off the wall and then bounce into kind of a turned over chair. So it is partially splintered. Um, and then also one of the Eldritch Blasts um, hits part of the table that is behind you. 
And so that is also kind of the corner of it has been broken off. Yeah. In, in an intense bout of rage, Awen um, uh, kind of like shoves um, Penny's hand off of him and starts to run towards Mercedes and I guess also Edmund. Um, and as soon as he he's he's running up on them, gets close, and then just stomps his foot right in front of them and punches out. And a huge, thunderous force sweeps out from him. And every creature in a 15-foot cube um, has to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. So that would just be Mercedes and Edmund. Yeah. Okay. Penny looks over at Bertram and she's like, is he fighting them? Is he fighting them or is he just, is he jealous? <laughs> okay, so I'll do Mercedes first to make a constitution throw. So she rolls a 16. Okay, that saves. Then Edmund, let's see what his constitution is. Okay. Edmund does not save. He, he rolled a 5. Okay, so Edmund takes 16 damage and she oh takes 8. Oh my god. And I, the idea is, oh, and she doesn't get pushed, I guess. But he gets pushed. Okay. Um, he gets pushed 10 feet away. Okay, do you want to choose the direction he goes, or do you care? Nope. He's really pissed. He's just really pissed. He's kind of yeah, in a Edmund, blood Edmund is uh, quite bloody right now. I'll just let you know that. Your, your, your boy is, is bloody. Um, and when I, say, when I describe someone as bloody, that, that means that they are at half or less than half of their maximum hit points. Penny, you just had Awen brush your hand off. I mean, you're holding this glow, but it's no longer pointed at the vampire anymore. And uh, you saw him just in a fit of rage, um, quite to you, maybe even like uncharacteristic of him so far. And in part damage to the fact that now Edmund is sprawled on the floor and not looking good. Is Edmund still charmed or did that break the charm? You cannot tell. I was also going to participate, but now I'm unsure. Um, but Penny is caught off guard and a little horrified and a little thrown at why she, yeah, never seen this kind of anger from anyone before. Penny quickly throws the drift globe because what's it doing? It's back in the bag. It's not doing anything. She runs forward. She, yeah, I would say she runs forward, pulls out her short bow. And immediately just shoots, tries to hit Mercedes. Go ahead and make an attack. I rolled an eight. Okay, Damn, that no. does not hit. It, it, it swings wide. That's a bummer. All right. Okay. We're all just, ah, just, <laughs> just flailing around. So, you know, as it swings wide, it kind of knocks against the, the wall as well. And kind of looking at where it goes, you, your eyes look up at the glass ceiling and you see that there is a quickening in the sky and it is lightning somewhat and as if dawn is approaching. Mercedes immediately um, is going to lash out at you, Awen, and she's yep. going to do an unarmed strike Oof. against you. Okay. What does that mean? So she, like yeah, she's, 
she's going to she has she has long nails and so she's going to just just slash at you with them it's definitely poop under those nails for sure it's hard to <gasps> how dare you do vampires poop for sure it's just really Ew, soupy. what would that look like they don't eat any solids they eat blood oh god it coagulates you know getting worse how by did we get here it's so bad i'm so sorry i'm so sorry listeners is this what happens when you have children it's for you joke about poop it's all yeah, for you basically. i mean those first those first couple months it's just all water yep or milk i guess okay so this is 28 uh against your ac that definitely oh, hits 28 it's almost Good double that's more than double more than double my ac she's pissed yeah. all right you both have, like, your emotions getting the better of you. You both are, like, running hot. A passionate like, kiss really just got it going, you know? <laughs> Passion. For uh, one of this you. Is gonna, you're going to take seven bludgeoning damage. Okay. Yeah, I do. And then she's going to use her second to... With, second? With atta- second? Uh, she, yeah, they, can, they, they have two actions. They can move. Um, so she can, as a legendary action, she can move without provoking opportunity attacks. Uh, and so she is going to move away from you, out of range, and she's going to hover over Edmund and reach to pull him up. Bertram, you are up. You said that she just lifted up Edmund? Yeah. How far, how far away is she from me? Can I, could I run to her? Mm-hmm. All right, I guess I'll just do that then as opposed to using a spell. I don't want to have to roll magic surge. Oh my god, Bertram. Go oh my god, go to her. Bertram is going to <laughs> All three Bertrams that are yeah, all three Bertrams that exist are going to run uh are going to run to Mercedes. And each of them since they're all mimicking and doing the same thing all around her going to pull out the out of out of his bag gonna pull out the the tea kettle mm. full of water and he's going to say care for a spot of tea and then I'm gonna dump the water that's in the tea kettle on her head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you're gonna pour running water over her head basically. Is it hot water? Uh, I don't think so. Lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. Super tepid. Doesn't okay. matter though. <laughs> It's poured water. Oh my god! Water. Yeah. Um, okay. It's running. It's take, running water. Yeah. With this, typically with running water, they're gonna take twenty acid damage. But this is so small that as your DM, I'm going to change this to be like she's gonna take ten um, acid damage from it. I drink a lot of tea. Yeah, I highly doubt this is going to be the amount of water that it would take to be like like a deluge, like a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it is. I, I I love this idea, like just kind of being loosey goosey with it and saying this is water that's running down. So she's going to take ten acid damage from it. What is that doing to her, to like her face? Oh, it's partially <laughs> melting it. Yeah, it is. Is that, is that messing you, up like you, her vision? You're or trickling anything? from the top down. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not messing up her vision. Her her she doesn't have Rocky Balboa like partially closed <laughs> eyes. But uh, yeah, it's just marring like just 
the the beautiful features are now just like torn and bubbling and you're seeing like holes start to appear can i um what's the term called not like run away but like can i like disengage, disengage? yeah oh is it a, is it a full I, action you don't need to you don't need to disengage with this one with the stance that they're in it it doesn't make sense uh with how things are so with that you can you can move away if you want yeah, I think I would just, however far I can, because I know I used movement getting to her. So just even if it's a few steps away, so the three, the, the three Bertrams are still around her and I guess Edmund as well. It, yeah, it doesn't make sense for her to immediately lash out, especially with the type of damage she just took. Um, so, yeah, you don't need to use the mechanic of disengage. So Edmund's, at, so it's Edmund, Edmund's turn, and you hear him kind of mutter, um, I, I would say, like, all three of you are close enough to hear him say this, but you, you hear him mutter, my love. And she looks down and he, like, reaches up, um, you know, towards her face and leaning in as if, like, he's offering her his neck again. He's going to, with a quick, deft movement, Penny, you would see this especially because of you're always looking at people's hands. You're always looking at them as, as a thief and everything. And you see that on the floor he had grabbed uh, a piece of the broken off furniture and he's going to drive the stake straight up um, into her chest at that moment. Okay. 19 to hit, so that does hit. All right, let me double check on stakes. So I guess Awen did blast that (laughs) charm off of him. So he's gonna, she's going to take 12 piercing damage. And she's going to fall down incapacitated. And as, she, you know, he kind of like catches her and slowly lowers her to the floor. Um, and he says, you didn't think I'd make it that easy, did you? It has been too long. You no longer know lie from truth. And so that is going to end his round. So she is now incapacitated on the floor. She has the water on her. She's taken enough damage. Um, So she is definitely, as much as a vampire can be, bloodied at this point. And so Crusoe is going to take aim from where he is. She's in, she is right in range for him, and he's going to fire off another Eldritch Blast. And this time it will hit. Okay. And that is going to be eight damage. Did you say... Awen. Did you say she's incapacitated? She's incapacitated. I mean, she can't move and she is, you know, on the ground. She's not a stake to the ground. She just, like, has a stake in her, right? She has a stake in her heart right now. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So when a vampire takes like a stake in his heart, a, seems like we're kicking it's basically like she's paralyzed. Point. Yeah, I mean, all right. Awen Awen uh, runs forward again with another punch and just blasts another thunder wave right at her face. Isn't Edmund like holding her though? Yes, Probably. Edmund is holding her, this, so that's going to be right. a very awkward thing. Yep. Um, <laughs> so they to have it. to make. They both have to make con saves. Twelve. Oh, oh, you're doing that again. Holy yes. shit, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Penny is just looking at Bertram like, what is happening? Yeah, what this is, is taking a, this certainly taking a turn. She does not save. And Kay. he does. Uh, it's a nat 20. Okay. She's, she does not save? No, she does not. Okay, yeah. I, I, the aim was to get her body impaled on that like table part that's all like mm-hmm. uh, shankied up. Cool. Um, and that's uh, so that's four damage. It's not very much. And half for so it's two for Mister Mister Edmund. Okay. All right, Penny, you just saw Awen punch down, and and uh, Edmund did take some damage, and then you see Mercedes just pushed back in this gale-forced wind, and now is impaled on a broken part of the banquet table. Awesome. Can I roll perception? How much has the sun come out at this point? You don't need to roll perception. Um, Great. Yeah, you can, you can look, uh, and, and the, the sky is light, um, but you do not see the sun peeking out just yet. It's kind of like in, in that stage, like within the 30 minutes before dawn. We see the glow on the horizon, like twilight. but the sun hasn't come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Um, Penny, Penny just like runs for, to, for because I'm assuming Awen is standing probably right near both Edmund and Mercedes thrown back, right? Penny runs all the way to kind of pull Awen back and just sort of like tries to get, like turn him and get his attention and be like, hey, it's, o- it's okay. It's trying to get, just trying to get him to like be present because it doesn't feel like he's super present. Mm. It feels like he's just like pissed and like trying to finish. So Penny just uses her turn to try to like get his attention and be like, it's okay. We got her. Like we got her. Everything is okay. And try no, to just like. It's not her. okay. It's not okay. Why? No. Why is we it? We need not to okay? kill her. We need to kill her. And he's think- he's just doubles down and is. I think we need to let Edmund make that choice. I think we need to step back and respect how Edmund wants to handle this. We've done our job. Yeah, he's, he's deep in shame and he's mm-hmm. just super enraged. Yeah, and just say, you did a good job. You did a really good job. We need to back off now. All three Bertrams come over and, and put their arm around <laughs> A1. Like hug him? Just kind of like embracing him, like kind of like listening to as he's listening to A1 and, and, and uh, listening to Penny and agreeing with with what she's saying and seeing just the way that Mercedes looks like this isn't this doesn't seem to be a fight anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyone like throws them off and like sees that um, they're they're not trying to they're trying to calm him down. He doesn't want to be calmed down. And he like I think he walks in the other direction a little bit. Well, let's see if you can throw them off, okay? Because you're having a very large robot who has encircled you in arms of iron and steel. So I'm going <laughs> to have you guys do a contested strength. Well, I don't know. Wait, I don't, so I don't, you're a mirrored self, right? I don't think I've, like, I'm, I'm not, like, gripping him. I think you're it's not? more just, Okay. Is no, it I'm very not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to restrain him. It's more like what Pen- Penelope was doing earlier. Just trying to c- comfort and console him. Okay. Because we've gone through a lot, like... The, I, I understand that he's upset, but this isn't this isn't the A one that we know, and so I'm not trying to like tell him to stop, but I'm just trying to like reassure him, let him know that I'm that I'm with him and I'm beside him, but certainly not going to try and restrain him. That's that just makes angry people angrier. So I let I let him I let him storm off, knowing that that's probably what what he needs. 
Penny, is there anything else you'd like to do before we end your turn? Um, I think Penny just watches Awen storm off and has knows the lesson of just saying, just calm down, does not work. Does the opposite. <laughs> so then Penny turns to Edmund and looks at him and, are you okay? How do you want to finish this? You see him kind of stumble a little bit backwards and, and go down on one knee, bracing his, his side in pain. And, you know, you, you see just this battered look on him, but his eyes, which are now stricken, look from you, Penny, back to Mercedes and seeing the state she's in. His, his features do soften, and you see just this, this sob catch in his throat, and he crawls over to her. And I think all, all three of you, I'm going to invite you to, to do an insight check for me. What's an ins? Oh, just roll for it. Yeah, it's a thing you roll, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. That's got 13 there. for me. An 12. Unnat- unnatural one. How is anyone noticing more and he's across the room having a hissy fit? <laughs> Maybe I should have disadvantage. Well, I would, I would say like narratively then we could say just uh, Bertram is, is more concerned and he's like really hyper-focusing on Awen, uh, mm. but also the concentration it takes to, to hold these, these mirror images of himself. So he's, his mental energy is, is spent elsewhere. But Penny and even Awen, you're catching on to the fact that looking at Mercedes again, there's something that's slightly different um, in her face. The, the, the acid. Other than the acid, <laughs> yes. The, the holes and, and all the tears from that. But the, the sharper feline features that were more that of a huntress have seemed to, shall I say, melt away. But they, they, they seem to have eased away. And what you see instead is, is that face of someone who's young and, and scared. Um, the face of someone who is 19 um, on the eve of their wedding and has lost someone. Someone who they love dear enough to be desperate enough to try and break out of that prison and instead get locked up themselves. And so Edmund has seen this too. And so as he crawls over, you see him cradle her face in his hands. And almost reverently he says Mercedes is that you and it, she just you see tears but tears of of blood <laughs> um you know exit her eyes because you know she she's a she's been a vampire all this time it's, it's, she's got a lot of extra blood in her her body um and so you just see these slow tears escape her eyes and all she can choke out is I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Edmund. I, I was weak, and I, I thought I could save myself with power, but it's too late. And so, you you have this quiet moment between them, and you see you're given this this treasured glimpse into a moment lost in time. A moment between a man and a woman that truly loved one another so much and yet had that taken from them. Edmund's aged in years since he last saw her. 
Mercedes a shell of who she once was. And so as her body it is starting to from the acid damage and the piercing and everything, it is is starting to shut down. Um, and so Edmund starts to just cradle her in his arms as much as possible, because she is still impaled at this moment. And Mercedes looks at you, Penny. There is a way out of here. There is a room in the back, a circle. You can use that to transport yourselves. Please do more than I could ever. And these people that I have been working with, you need to stop them. And slowly, as the sun starts to emerge from the clouds above, you see the sunlight slowly pour down in a cascading golden ray, and it spreads across the floor slowly until it trickles along the forms of Edmund and Mercedes. And as it travels up her body, she releases one last sigh and then disappears into ash as he holds her. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, the Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.